Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. <laughs> Welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. Man, we got a great episode tonight, man. A lot of stuff popping off. Um, It's December the 7th. I'm your boy, Hirsch, and as always with me is Mike. What's going on? And the hype man, Wes, who might be a little more hype tonight. Yes, sir. Class 24. All right. Let's get it rolling, guys. But as always, make sure you go out there. And download us wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, Respect Our Decision. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell and like every video and drop us a comment. Make sure you drop us a lot of comments about how you're feeling about uh, the Gators today. And as always, guys, if you like to support us as creators, check us out on our Patreon at Respect Our Decision. And if you'd like to support us as creators, we sure do appreciate it. We put each and every dollar we make back into this show. I want to give a huge shout out to all of our patrons so far out there. Thank you so much for your support. And as always, guys, before we get started, we want to give a huge shout out to our key sponsor, Camwood Supplements. Make sure you go visit CamwoodSupplements.com for all your supplements for your workout, your post-workout recovery, and especially your digestive greens for your recovery. Digestive health, man, I can't say enough good things about them. Use code RESPECT20 to save 20% off your first purchase. And with that being said, guys, we're jumping right on into it. It's DJ Lagway Day. Man, we're just 
three and a half hours out from DJ Lagway dropping his huge commitment to the Florida Gators. This one's been in the works for a while, guys. We've talked about him. We've talked about him. We had this date marked on our calendar since the day he said this was when he was committing. Um, man, we got to talk about it, guys. We got to, we got to, I mean, it's got to be an exciting time for Gator Nation as a whole. This is the, the epitome of identifying your target, making him your focus, and getting the damn job done. Shout out to Billy Naper in the Army. Mike, what you think? We just got the prom queen. Like you, I mean, you said it best. I was pretty much said the same uh, echo, echoed what you said last week. I mean, picked one, picked our guy, got him. Bottom line, it happened back to back class is huge. It shows that uh, one, one, you get out having an eye for talent, but two, just uh, he's a dog on the trail, which we, you know, we kind of. We we a lot. I know a lot of people are wondering, given his background or his lack of um, head coaching experience at the um, Power Five level, he you know build, building up the army, putting a support staff, a proper coaching staff and support staff around him to make this happen. But even with that, we still didn't. We he's the quarterback coach, uh, Sean O'Hara. You know, wasn't known to be like a true dog on the trail like this, and we're just getting. Tremendous results. So for this to occur back, you know, essentially his first two years because he kind of punted um, QB1 last year with Evers, and thank God because that kid and his parent uh, families are psychos. But, um, I mean, they tra- – they tra- I mean, it's true they transferred already. But anyways, the bottom line, they stepped up. It was pretty much an unknown in terms of quarterback recruiting. This is the best quarterback recruiting since Urban Meyer when they had like three or five stars – on camp, on campus. So this speaks volumes. Wes, I know you're excited, man. <clears throat> Speak on it. As everyone knows who follows our podcast, and to our new uh, followers, I've hopped on the 24 class saying, uh, and I'll break that down in the later podcast of why I thought the 24 class would, would be so important, uh, especially going into next year, whatever we have that those podcasts. I'll break that down why I think this was going to be his class. Um, you look at what on three has this kid as the number seven player in the, in the class, the number two dual threat, or just QB period. I mean, this is the most important position on the field. We all know that. Uh, if I speak into the, prof- the prophecy of me thinking that we're going to have a top five, top three-ish class, you got to have this type of kid to make that come to fruition. And so far, so good for me on my prediction and my, <laughs> hypoth- my <laughs> hypothesis. So, uh, I mean, this is a great day for me uh, and the Florida Gators too. <laughs> but, um, I mean, this was huge. Might echo some things about uh, uh, Billy Napier and Coach Ahar and what they have done with uh, Rashada now, uh, DJ Lagway. I mean, this kid is a, a, a kid that will draw other kids in. I saw he was already recruiting players already. I, I think he sent something to, to Ricks already, the DB. So uh, this is the type of kid you want as your leader uh, that's going to draw other kids to to uh, to him to play with him. He already said he wants the number one class, and I put that uh, interview up on Facebook uh, for those who follow us on Facebook that he wants the number one class in the country, and it's going to start and end with him. 
Yeah, I mean, look, we said it over, over, over and over again. Um, this was the guy. There wasn't enough. There, there were, there were fallbacks, but they weren't serious. This was the guy. This was the primary. This is the guy. Even before they decided to get back into the Jaden Rashada sweepstakes and and flip him, um, they never wavered. They never wavered. They um, they just kept going after him, kept going after him. They made sure he knew that he was the focus. He was the guy. The student body made sure he knew he was the guy. The, the, the fans on Twitter, the fans on message boards. I mean, wherever you were a fan and DJ's name came up, the fans were all over it. So huge shout-out to the fans in this process, too. Um. They played their role, and that's how you do it in big boy recruiting. I mean, they they obviously were in touch with who DJ Lagway was, and they showed out, man. I um, want to take a big moment to give a shout-out to, A, the Gator Collective, and, and B, the guys behind the scenes um, that do a little of the uh, the heavy lifting, if you will, and I'll just leave it at that. Um there's a lot of people that played their role in this recruitment that got that all nailed their assignment. Um, that's the only way you can put it. They knew the assignment and they killed it. Everybody played their role and got this job done. Um, I can't, I can't say enough good things about all the people involved. Once again, guys, shout out to the Gator Collective. Thank you for what you do. If you're not already a member of the Gator Collective, now is the time. We're, we're, we're moving on up, man. There's a lot of prospects in that 24 class like Wes just mentioned. And, hey, we ain't done with this 23 class yet. And we're going to move on to that here very, very shortly. Wes, you got something you want to add? Yeah, uh, to piggyback on another point that Mike was saying uh, to Billy Napier and Harz, what, what they did. This kid, I know a lot of fans freaked out because he was in Southern California last week. I mean, to get a guy that Lincoln Riley wanted, that has put out Heisman after Heisman. The guru. Yeah. The, the, and, and Caleb Williams is probably going to win another Heisman. That's probably his third Heisman. And uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, overall pick was. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts was, what, in top three in the Heisman voting that year when he was there and he didn't win it. So to do that, to go up against uh, Lincoln Riley and win shows what type of coach uh, – recruiting coach we have so big shout out to the staff lincoln riley had the last in-home visit with dj lagway and his family too and by the looks of it i mean look the past two classes you could easily argue were top three in the country in terms of uh, quarterback recruiting yeah i just like we said guys uh and Wes brought this up DJ committed and within 30 minutes was on Twitter saying, all right, who's coming with me? That is an alpha dog. That is the kid that you need in your recruiting class. A year out from early signing day of of the 24 class, already hitting up kids. Who's coming with me? You see kids on Twitter. Hey, what's the move? DJ, what's the move? What's Tacey from? Texas, baby. One of your top three. <laughs> hey, man. Um, if y'all haven't watched DJ Lagway 
DJ Langway's highlights. I'm not, you know, I don't have any on hand to, to tweet out right now, but they're not hard to find. Go on Twitter, search DJ Lagway and videos and scroll. You'll find plenty of highlights. The kid has got it. He's got the touch. He's got the, the laser when he needs it. He's got the legs. This is that dude. Special. Um, now, I'm sure recruiting services will drop him instantaneously. <laughs> Because, you know, that's the running joke. It is what it is. Um, I hope he's so damn good that he makes it where they, they don't they don't have much of a choice. And there's no Mannings being recruited next year. So he's already got that in his favor. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we kid, but we don't. Um, he had a great finale, by the way. He did. The kid has been has been phenomenal all year as well as the 2023 quarterback that we have as well. And we're going to talk about him here in a bit. But look, man, um, we're going to move on from DJ. It's hard to because he's such it's such an exciting day for Gator Nation. But, um, man, I can't wait to just cover this going forward, especially here on the show as we talk about uh, kids just lining up to join. And hopefully, hopefully just him being in this 24 class is going to help us close out this 23 class strong. Um, and with that being said, we're going to segue right into some recruiting news, but before we do guys, we want to announce a brand new sponsor for the show. And that would be all-star roofing, um, all-star roofing in Georgia and servicing Georgia, uh, is, is the new sponsor, um, brought to you by, by a great Gator who runs that Justin Martin. Um, they, they do storm damage, they do gutter damage. And of course they do roofing work and roofing insurance claims. Like I said, guys, they're located in the state of Georgia, primarily where they work out of. Not licensed in Florida at this time. Go to allstarsroofs.com and check them out today. And uh, use code RESPECT100. Get you uh, a discount on your first roofing job there. Guys, we got a lot of recruiting news, man. Wow, I mean, it just don't stop. So, just to recap, first, last week we had some big official visitors in the building. Starting with another five-star on the on the block, Desmond Ricks. We've talked about him. We've talked about him. Um, man, whoo, boy. I just, I can't say enough about uh, Desmond Ricks. And um, Corey Raymond and staff are getting after it, man. Um, Mike, Mike. I know you want him, man. Speak on it. I need my uh, CB2 for, for next season. Um, one, like I said, we do not have that enough. My, these just don't have enough depth at this point uh, with the departure of Avery Elm. I'm not going to depend on Moore, um, who ended the day wasn't I mean, was injured, and he played decent, solid, but nothing spectacular. Jaden Hill – I don't even know if he has lead, uh, ligaments, knee ligaments anymore. So um, just to get a guy of this caliber, he's um, the most uh, he's the most game ready corner in the country. He comes from a family, uh, you know, his brother um, Eli Ricks plays for Bama, future NFL player. But this guy is three three years and he's gone. So this is the type of guy loves Corey Raymond. Corey Raymond loves him. So and it's just. Fits the scheme perfectly, play man up. And he. what I truly love about him is his personality, straight business. I mean, Leader. obviously, 
obviously, you know, that second, you know, school players, they're divas. You can get away with it. It's not a big deal. However, he just shows up, doesn't talk crap, just boom, let's get let's get it done. <clears throat> Wes, how you how you feel about Desmond Ricks coming off this visit? From everything uh, I've read and, and heard and talked to, uh, I feel pretty good. I, I hope we can nail him. This goes back to me at Friday Night Lights as well uh, when Billy took the time to, and I remember uh, Rick's talked about how Billy took the time to introduce himself to to him and talk to him when he could have been everywhere. He wasn't too big to, to, to come down, and I think that meant something there. Uh, the kid loves Corey Raymond. I mean, what DB wants to make it to the NFL doesn't. Um, so when you have all that going, and, and for those who don't know, uh, Ricks was uh, a 24 prospect, and he reclassified, became a 23 prospect, uh, and he was the number one corner in 24, and he's now the number two corner in the country. As her said, he's a five-star. Uh, Mike said he's going to start day – he can start day one. He's three years now. So uh, you want that type of talent – uh, on your squad. Uh, so hopefully uh, on December 22nd, it, it happens, man. We need that kid. Yeah. Um, all the all the buzz, as you would expect, off of an official visit weekend is very, very positive for Desmond. Um, but I will say for sure, uh, Corey Raymond is a difference maker in this recruitment. Uh, Desmond really likes, loves Corey Raymond. And um, this is where we want to see the Corey Raymond effect really pay off is in getting this elite recruit. Um, it's going to be a battle. Uh, LSU, Alabama also involved. I don't believe Alabama – I believe Alabama's probably running a distant third in this one. Um, I think they have somebody else in mind anyway. But <laughs> Yeah, they, they might have somebody from that, that we've talked about on this show in mind. If you haven't heard, um, they might be getting a visit from a – yeah. Um, hmm. Funny. I just thought about that. That's this weekend too. Ha. Uh, when Rick's is supposed to be out there, should be fun times. Anyway, um, I believe it's just us and LSU in this recruitment. Hopefully, um, the Corey Raymond effect and um, all that will play out. But it'll be a battle, man. We won't know until the ink is dry on that one. Uh, second big, big time official visitor on this weekend. On this previous weekend. Big baby, Jordan Hall, four-star defensive tackle out of Florida. Um, this has been an uphill battle for most of the cycle. Most have heavily leaned to this kid being uh, going to Georgia. But if, it, if things are supposed uh, – you know, if word is to be believed, we have made some serious, serious ground up on this kid. We offered his – uh, brother, a preferred walk-on spot. Um, apparently, that was a tremendous deal to not only Jordan, but the family. The family was blown away by the visit and all the things that they saw and heard. You know, this is what you want to hear coming off a visual visit. You want to hear, I was blown away. Uh, I saw everything I needed to see. You know, those are the things you need to hear. Um Soon as Jordan got came off of his visit, he announced his commitment date, which is also something you always, you know, you like to hear. It's positive. Um, so, got to close, man. That's another. That's a, just another one of these commitments where you got to close. Um, Mike, big defensive tackle. What? What? I mean, 
No, big time get. Uh, like you said, Battle of Georgia will be another um, be another head-to-head uh, a victory. First one being Cameron <clears throat> along, along the D-line up from Jacksonville with the exception of Pup. Um, going to South Carolina, linebacker going to South Carolina, we pretty much take that whole area for us. <clears throat> Forgive me if I'm leaving anyone out on that account there, but he, um, if you take one, t- take one look at his profile image on 24 seven, you can see he's a grown ass man. So um, I don't force <laughs> he's him. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's, he looks 45 years old and I absolutely freaking love it. So with that being said, um, Obviously, he's not going to start day one. Um, however, he could definitely work as you know, you know, like a McClellan, work himself into the rotation slowly. Um, hopefully, we have enough depth so you don't have to depend on that. You never want to, but you know, maybe in sub packages, so on and so forth. Maybe he has a you know, develops a pass rush, but he's definitely physically ready. So um, that's always a plus. And just once again, you're winning these big boy battles. You're not beating the West Virginias. You're not beating, you know, Missouri's. No, like under previous regimes, you're you're going head to head with a team that is a I think the Vegas favorite to win a national championship. You're also not going after projects. Correct. He's number seven. I want to say he's number seventy-two in the composite. And you're also you're keeping the talent home. So once again, he's you know he's just. Taking over the the entire state of Florida, that's not only going to affect this cycle, that's going to affect the next cycle as well and moving forward. So it's just – he Billy Napier gets it. He want I think he said I want to recruit five hours, five hour radius. But Jacksonville, it's a for years, like past five years since Muschamp was gone, it's it's been going down to Miami, Jack, pretty much wherever. Anywhere but Florida. Now it seems like it's going to be a Gator honey hole again. So if you get Jacksonville back, you get the you know parts of the Panhandle part little uh, every now and then South Florida, and you just own Tampa. You're good to go. I mean, yeah. That once again, man, getting your prospects from Florida and your quarterbacks from the quarterback rich states, it's a blueprint for success. Oh. <laughs> Wes, how you feel about Big Baby? I mean. What's not the like? Um, if Coach Chaos can 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 reel this kid in, um, it's only going to make what he has uh, gotten so far as far as D line class uh, that more special. Um, he's the work we've done. I uh, know it was all Georgia at the beginning, but we have slowly, slowly walked that down, and and that's that's just a sign of how this cat this 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 staff doesn't stop recruiting kids that they want. They want you. They're gonna make sure you know it, and they're not. They're gonna relentlessly attack you. So uh, hopefully, we can get him in his class. I know. Uh, I we're probably gonna need somebody that's in the portal. And as Mike said, you don't really want him to be dependent on. But if he's what we've seen, he's gonna he's he's gonna earn his way on the field regardless. The same way Chris McCullen did uh, to go around. Because I, I, in my mind, I see Desmond Watson and Chris McCullen McCullen taking uh, Dexter spot. So you have those two guys starting at D tackle. Then hopefully we get somebody in the portal. And don't forget um, about Sap. Oh yeah, Tyreek Sap. So we get Tyreek Sap and you know um, a guy in the portal. Hopefully, and then you know he won't have to come in and start. But I, I got a feeling he won't allow himself to be too. I think he might be in it too deep. He's that special of a talent. So 
Um, that that's how I see the kid on film. Yeah. Um. This, I mean, hey. The only thing staff, I go ahead, Wes. Just to wrap up this about him and Rich. The only thing I hate is the the commitment day is the twenty second, and we got like that first visit. Uh, I wish we kind of had like the last one. I'm not sure if they're not taking any more visits. Now I believe they are. Uh, both kids, so I wish we had like all going to UGA this weekend. Ricks will be at Bama this weekend. Yeah. Um, both of these kids, guys, like Wes just said, are deciding on the 22nd, not this 21st. Early signing day, of course, being the 21st. Both kids will decide on the 22nd and sign that day. So, uh, just just what they've decided to do. They're not linked in any way, shape, or form. Um, not not to my knowledge. I mean, unless the staff got something real sneaky going on that we don't know about, I don't think these two announcements are linked as far as that goes. Um, but man, right, like Mike was saying, um, you know, and whatnot. This recruiting, this staff is—they're you know—they're not scared to get into these battles, man, and they don't shy away from them, and they don't back down when they think they're behind. You know, um, I think it would be really, you know, it wouldn't be a stretch to say the last staff if they thought they were, you know, in behind in the recruitment. We're just like, well, we've done lost that one. Let's move on to somebody we know we can get. And then you're settling for a lesser prospect, and then they're transferring out the next year, two years down the road when they don't get their starting spot because they're not good enough to get it. Um. These kids we're getting are not projects. There's, there's a most of these kids that we are signing in this class are going to come in and compete for for roster spots next year. There will be some that won't that are that are a year out. You know, body types and whatnot. Uh, Mike's spoken about that several times on the show about you know not everyone comes in with a college ready body type. You have to work towards it. Um, you know, uh, Cameron James is a little lean. You know, some of those, especially the linemen, they're a little lean. Collins looked a little lean when I saw him, surprisingly. Collins looks, yeah, he he looks looks like more of a rush in than, you know, than he It it helps to be an early enrollee. Yes, to get into that weight program. Yep. Yep. And don't worry, these college coaches, uh, for those that don't know, as soon as these kids commit, these strength and conditioning coaches and these, uh, you know, and our nutritional people, they get with these kids and start setting them on a plan you know, because the coaches probably give them a, hey, by the time you step on campus, I want you to be at X weight yep. and and whatnot. And um, they're working with them, man. They're, and I and I have no doubt with as daggum detailed as this staff is that they have a de- they gave all these <laughs> kids detailed plans. Guys, um, we have got we've talked about it over and over again. This weekend is a stacked, just another stacked recruiting weekend. And probably the last big one of this up till before early signing day. Um, the bowl game is kind of going to put a wrench in our plans. For those that don't know, the Gators accepted a uh, invite to the Las Vegas Bowl, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is December 17th. I believe that's the date. Quick um, for you. What's that? Terrifying. Um, and that would be next weekend, uh, which was going to cut us a weekend short on the recruiting. Now don't make don't don't fret on that. Kids can obviously make midweek visits if need be. Kids will be getting out of school for the holiday break and whatnot. Um, so you might see an avis- official visit pop up midweek if there's a prospect at the last minute we want to try to get in. Um, 
but yeah, with the with the bowl game being December seventeenth, uh, you know that's going to throw a little bit of a wrench in our plans. But here's where the staff once again throws the switch. The staff made this weekend coming up the big recruiting weekend, anticipating I would assume bowl preparation and or bowl game further down in that you know in that line. So here we go, guys. Big time recruiting weekend. We're going to start it off talking about four-star defensive tackle John Walker, a UCF commit, been a UCF commit since before the season, but the kids made, what are we at now? What is it we at? Five trips to Gainesville? Four or five trips to Gainesville this will make since he I think he has a a dorm. (laughs) Maybe, but maybe he does. Maybe he does have a dorm. He at least has a (laughs) box. Um. This is a need and one that some people will tell you could possibly be a done deal for Florida already. And the staff's just kind of been letting this one simmer. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know how much I believe that. I think that's, that's dangerous pool, but Mike, one more defensive tackle uh, possibility for in the hopper for you, man. Got to get it. Huh? Yeah, this is what had me start out with the um, coach. The chaos. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I'll say chaos. But that's what had, began the slander, you know, because he he whiffed on he was, it was straight with, and I didn't want to hear oh his mom didn't no, well sway the mom, get it done, and if he does, all right, no more slander in terms of that. So yeah, you can get other targets, and I'm I'm ecstatic for him. But in the day, you're, you're paid to get you know the kids that you target. You know, it's like we wanted you know, want a lab way, want a Rashada. Well, we got him. So you know, Walker was one of the first targets. You know, and if we can come back, circle back, and get it, I don't care at what date you get him. I just care that he's on us on the team and doesn't you know transfer in at a later date from another school. No, sign him in this class. Get as many defensive tackles as you can because we don't we it's we need the depth you know um, as uh, Wes alluded to previously and he's a big time player um, plays at a very good program with his uh, teammate that we'll be uh, talking about later Jackson with the Oslo Cowboys and they, they've been a good program for years now so you know once again gives you a, another uh, solid footprint within a, 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 in Central Florida and he's a huge need. And tackle for loss, penetration, he can play maybe your pseudo nose. I mean, I mean, because we don't have a natural one, but he's just once again, he fits a need. He was a one early on, get the job done. Wes, what are your thoughts on John Walker? I mean, I love the kid. Uh, to get him in, in Hall, I don't know what more anyone could ask to, to solidify this class for, for chaos, along with everybody else. That he has coming in um, <laughs> is uh, just elite stuff from chaos and what he's may end up doing. Uh, I mean, this is just can be something special. Uh, I, I, we know in the SEC you have to win in the trenches, and if you don't do it, then if you don't recruit well in the trenches, you're going to lose. You're going to get pushed around. We saw what our offense did as far as running the ball against teams, and we saw a lot of the things we gave up. Uh, late on the edges and, and some stuff throughout the season 
where some teams were able to run the ball on us. And to, to we have to be able to fix that up front. Uh, Adam Walker and Hall would be phenomenal. Um, I'm hoping that we can get this done. Uh, there has been rumors that he was on flip watch for a while. So hopefully, uh, like our offenses coaches missed, it, missed on Roger Kearney early in the year, and they were able to flip him. Hopefully, this is Chaos's Roger Kearney, and he comes back and flips this kid. Yeah, this is this. As many times as this kid is visited, you've got to get this done. Um, I mean, you just <laughs> you've you've done you've had this kid here four or five times. You're you know what he wants at this point. I mean, you know what it's going to take to get it closed out. You've shown him everything in the world. Um to show him what he could be in this, in this defense next year. Mike, you got something you wanted to add? Besides being muted. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, just kind of wanted to follow up on what Wes said. I mean, he said, I don't know what, what chaos could do if he lands Walker. I mean, I know exactly what he can do. I've mean, said this for the entire season, ever since the summer. Yes, you can have a phenomenal recruiting class and get be incomplete. I can make a, a, the phenomenal paper. I'm not getting an A+. Plus. I can get an A. I won't get an A+. Plus. Once again, there's a reason they recruited Caden Jones. There, there is a reason why they're looking at McLeod at South Carolina. Caden McDonald, you mean? Ah, potato, potato. We didn't get him. Him too. You know, I, 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 when, he, when he didn't get him, I got the hurt out of my heart. Okay. So <laughs> I try to, I try to put it away. Caden at a, at a Georgia that we didn't get. So we still need to, I prefer a nose. If we get all these guys. All right, fine. Hopefully you, I prefer even if it's a project, you know, a project that you can mold in a couple of years. But once again, there some is question, a some question, some question. One, one moment. It's almost done. And but yeah, that's pretty much it. This once again, I pr- I prefer any type of nose to sl- truly gift wrap this class. It's a great class, but it can still be great, but not hundred percent. Simple question, maybe a two part question. If we get Hall and Walker, what would you grade the class? The D line class. Hall and Walker. Mm-hmm. Are we including including edge rushers? Yeah, all that. That's just that's him. B plus A minus. What would you give the O line class without any additions? You they can't be the same right now. Yeah, it's, right they're now not. they're not. They're in two different tiers. Okay, so, so what would what was the grade? I have to have the class in front of me. So I mean, <laughs> I, no, honestly, That's I, good. go ahead. No, honestly, they're all, they're, I just no, said, no, no, no. We no, moving on. What? Go ahead, B minus uh, C. C plus the bottom line right now. I know what you're trying to do. They're not the Spencer is recruiting at a higher level than the um, offensive line. That's all I was trying to say earlier. That's, that's all he was trying to get at. That's, that's all I was trying to tell you way back when. But what you you're arguing? Some you made up an argument when I just stated something. Where is what? Why? Go ahead, Hurst. It's that, still not complete because nope. our whole argument, and I'll end with this, Hurst. Our whole argument from the beginning when we first started about that was I wanted you to have the same energy for our offensive coaches, 
the same way you had it for chaos because uh, to me they weren't doing what he was getting other pieces on his life they were missing on simmons and kerning and whoever else they were going they were just whiffing and you didn't give them that same energy you gave chaos. Hey, hey hirsch i'm not gonna what who's who, who's on the board we have a tackle on the board we're gonna get to that i know do we we have a tackle on the board wes we have two <laughs> but they're not uh they're not comparable um <laughs> all right, next guy, guys. Um, thank God this argument's going to be over soon, and we can move on to new arguments next uh, next cycle. <laughs> all right, next man up, four-star running back Mark Fletcher. As you may know, Mark Fletcher visited a few weeks back during the season, and immediately after his visit, uh, I believe that was South Carolina game, right after the game, um, decommitted from the Ohio State University. And is down to us and Miami, um, where his uh, father played. So he's a legacy commit for uh, Miami. But um, word on the whole street is that Mark Fletcher is locked in with the uh, Gators. Um, and uh, part of that is because he he and Trayon Webb are good friends and have talked about playing with each other for a while. So. This could be a twofer right here, guys. We get a second running back in our class, which we're going to need because of uh, transfer portal reasons, which we'll get to in our next segment. But um, this is another one of those recruitments. You've done what you needed to do. The legwork is done. It's time to uh, to bring in the closer and, and, you know, get it one, two, three in the ninth. Mike? It's got to get this one done. Like you said, if it's uh, supposedly uh, – done deal uh keyword supposedly um can't it's a major whiff you know it, it completes the backfield he's in need because of the um we only have would web three backs so before it backs uh, he has he gives us that type of uh type of back we don't currently have given his frame i know you know johnson is a powerful back but into the day the size comparison is night and day so and another thing that's you People need to keep in mind schools in Broward. There's two major schools in Broward, um, American Heritage and St. Thomas Aquinas. You always and um, Sap is from Aquinas and um, Fletcher is so, going to be from my pardon. And, and Wingo as well. I know you don't like or, to talk about it, but you know. I've never heard of her. And um, pardon me. Then <laughs> Fletcher is, is from American Heritage. So you always want to have a footprint in those two schools because it, you know gives you know play, kids are but you know have their um, players can visit their buddies up in, at on campus. So between the actual talent level, between a need and between having a footprint at a, a power a powerhouse down in South Florida, it's just you got to get it done. Wes, any thoughts on Fletcher? Yeah, I keep it short. Uh, as we alluded to, we need depth. Uh, we have uh, Lingard. Well, we have some other backs that have uh, put themselves in the portal. Uh, and if anybody, uh, I think Miami had uh, Knighton, who I like, going to portal today. Uh, to me, I really like that kid. And if, if he's leaving there, and, and you look at our run game compared to what they were putting out there this year, I mean, if, he, if he's making a business decision, it'll be us. And uh, we all know what the things that happened a couple of weeks ago when he visited and, and then decommitted from Ohio State. So uh, that that looks to be trending in our favor. So I'm looking forward to having him. In the Word is the staff has made Fletcher a, a 
a target for a long time and he's known the whole time. There's been an open communication with him much longer than what we heard of when he showed up for that visit that weekend that they had really put an emphasis on wanting to add this kid to this class. Probably at that point, also knowing uh, what we spoke about, about kids entering the portal and going to need, you know, bodies behind Montreal and um, Trevor. All right. A new name to the board visiting this weekend in an official capacity, four-star tight end Jaden Platt out of Texas, currently committed to Stanford. Um, Platt is number 96 on 247, number 234 in the composite. He's a uh, 6'5 tight end, 235 pounds. Like I said, currently committed to Stanford, who is uh, still looking for a coach as of this moment, if I'm Correct on that. Um, William Piegler, uh making his presence finally known this this recruiting cycle in some capacity. Um, <laughs> I know early on we had not we the, the staff's view was they probably weren't going to take a tight end, but that position has gotten a little thinner um, due to injury, during, due to transfers, all the things that are you know plague everyone's roster nowadays. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on uh, Jaden Platt? Um, if any, <laughs> I mean, he's he, he's six four, six four, six five, two thirty five. He was committed there since last December. Uh, and if you don't know, uh, their coach of twelve last past twelve years retired uh, over there in Stanford. So if he get in, if he he was committed to Stanford, he has to be a smart kid. Uh, so uh, coming to UF is to me uh, the Stanford of the East Coast. The south, where the southeast, wherever you want to say it, because uh, Stanford's on the west, so that's why I said it that way, guys. What in the hell? <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's what the, that's what our presidents wanted to be. But um, anyway, uh, he exercised. We need if, if we saw our titans this year, but beyond Zipper, uh, I don't know what we had there as far as blocking tight ends. Um, I would have to do some research with this kid to see uh, what type of tight end he is. I'm not sure yet uh, if he's a passing or a blocking type tight end, but he has the size. He's 6'4", so uh, can definitely use that. He's out of the state of Texas, so uh, I would do some digging into him and see what the what type of tight end he is. Mike, any thoughts? Stanford's known, uh, known for taking quality tight ends. Um, I mean, football programs in, in the gutter right now, it's probably why the coach just you know did a friendly goodbye. Um, but now um, he's from a ta- talent rich state, has good size, top two. He's a blue chip player, so he doesn't mess with my uh, my boys' ratio at all. So I'm on board. Once again, six four and a half, two thirty five, probably growing to about six five, six six, or six six with cleats, two fifty, two six, depending on his his frame. He'll wind up two fifty, two sixty. So that's a you know worst case good blocking tight end. He's um, he's. I think you're looking at worst case more athletic Xander, Xanders. So I'll take it. We need depth at the position. We we lost. We just lost one to the portal, and we not, don't have a lot of talent there at the moment. Especially yeah. blue chip talent. Yeah, we're we're in desperate need for some tight end bodies. Um, I think Zipper is the only four Odom blue chip actually. Yeah, Zipper is the only blue chip. Then you got Odom, who showed spark in the last few. I, I like Odom. That's my boy. I he can block. I, I, 
I not like Odom. To stick his face in there. Um, I listened to Odom in the uh, Gator Collective chat last night on Twitter. Shout out the Gator Collective once again for having that chat. Um, he was in there, and Mike's man, uh, Austin Barber, was in there. Uh, very bright young men, man. Really liked what they had to say. Um, if you ever find out the Gator Collective is holding one of those chats on Twitter, they announce it all the time. Check that out uh, and listen to these young men talk. They talk about the team and what the attitude is around the team, um, especially with you know transfers going in and out and things of that nature, um, and answer a lot of fans' questions too. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'll take the kid all day long. If the staff, ha- if he checks the boxes for the staff, I'm on board. That was a good point by Mike too about how, what the type of tight ends that Stanford takes. Uh, and Absolutely. Because they, they run a pro style type of offense, uh, and, and they really use the tight ends over there. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna discuss some some uh, thing about the tight ends when we get into the portal too, because I want to throw out our uh, our good buddy Jaheim Bell in a second and talk about him for a minute. Um, also visiting this weekend, um, Caden Jones, offensive tackle out of Louisiana, three-star or four-star, depending on what service you're using. I know he's a three-star in the composite. Big-bodied young man. Um, now, most anybody that's anybody has, has said the minute Florida gives him the green light, he will be a commit. There's a reason, though, that he has not been given that green light yet. We're going to get to that here in a minute. But, um, I mean, it's a good fallback to have. You know, um, Caden Jones, like I said, very large young man out of Louisiana. Um, I think LSU is pretty filled up on their offensive line. Uh, so, he's not getting a shot out there. That's why they're they're not in on him. Um Thoughts on Caden Jones, guys, before we move on down to the other uh, the other guys on the list. As you said, he's a he's a backup. He was a kind of like a backup plan type uh offensive tackle. You know, we sense that they're hoping that we can get some other guys that were higher on our board at the time. Um he's a project, but he has the size and potential to fill out into a monster. He's six eight. Uh so uh you give him a couple years in the program as we all stated earlier about getting into uh, the conditioning program and putting some, cause he's going to have to put some weight on and put that weight on and, uh, and hope for the best with this type of kid. He's the type of kid that you take a, a, a chance on to, to, to develop being his size. I mean, you can't teach what, how, how he is. So uh, hopefully uh, I wouldn't mind. T- I don't know how you guys feel. I, I wouldn't mind taking him even if, the other thing does happen, you know, just because of the potential of what he could be. It, it, even though he's the type of kid that may not transfer right away because he knows he needs time to develop and someone you can develop into something, you know, later down the line. I don't know how, how you guys feel about it, but I, I, I like his size. Mike, what are your thoughts? That's one of the disadvantages of going second. So, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I, I agree with Wes. Um I, I'm a big fan of the kid. He's 6'8", extremely long arms, something he can't teach. As, um, I don't want to assume he knows he's, he needs development because some kids think they're ready day one and absolutely not. This kid needs to sit at least three years. But if he if he's in a mindset, hey, I'm going to go to a damn good school, I'm gonna, I, going to coaches that put um, all Americans, um, have potential to put a brick in the uh, – um, at the stadium, put players in the league. Like you can't 
if he has that proper mindset, I'll take him in a heartbeat, even if we get our, you know, our number one target who we'll talk about in a minute. He, cause like I said, like Wes is saying, you cannot teach a six, eight, put on 30, about, you know, approximately 30 or so pounds. And, and not to mention he's at an, a solid school in uh, New Orleans. Keep that foothold down there. Yeah, I have to imagine that maybe uh, Stapleton and Billy have spoken to this young man prior to, to you know, being at Florida when they were down there at Louisiana Lafayette, um, or at least have inroads in his school, you know. Um, I think it's Duluth's old, old school. Thing. Um, or, sorry. Yeah, I believe I've heard that as well. Um, so, look, like y'all said, the kid has to know, hey, you're not coming in for a chance to start next year. And probably not the year after that. You know who's on our board. Um, <clears throat> you know who's in front of you now. I mean, coming in. Um, but if you have that mindset, yes, I would like to come in. I would like to be developed by guys that develop NFL caliber offensive linemen. Um, yes, I understand um, coming in that, I, you know, and I say I'm not going to enter the portal next year if I'm not starting and whatnot, as long as y'all, you know, try to develop me and do what's right by me. Okay. Stuff falls off my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I think that this could be a real good uh, pickup and I, and I'm with y'all. I think maybe we should just go ahead and give, get the kid anyway, assuming, assuming of course that we have the spots and, 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 you know, assuming it's not going to take a spot from possible portal player that is more impactful now. And that's the staff's job, obviously, to determine how that plays out. And another thing to keep in mind, um, we're pretty – we've got a lot of veterans across the two deep. Hevesy actually left us pretty decent across the line, arguably the best, actually. Uh, and the staff got some, got some good, you know, late – Pulls last year, uh, like uh, Waits, who I think is in line Correct. possibly. Yeah, yeah I love next year. Um, all right. Before we move to the to the big man, <clears throat> we also have a couple of four star Florida cornerbacks making their uh, commits. Florida commits, excuse me, making their official visits this weekend. One being Sharif Denson, and the other being the highly uh, sought after Jakeem Jackson, uh, for those that don't know, Miami has really tried to be in his ear lately. Um, he's even said Cormani was recruiting him. Him and Cormani squared off against each other in the semifinals this this week with uh, the uh, four, you know the the guy who we shall not mention anymore team getting the victory over Jakeem and uh, John Walker. But uh, on that point, Jakeem. Jackson just tweeted out right before we came onto the air um, that Gator Nation wants John Walker in orange and blue. So openly recruiting John Walker for the, for the Gators on Twitter doesn't sound like a guy who's looking around. <clears throat> um, and of course, Sharif Denson was once flirting with Alabama and maybe even Miami there too. This is one of those situations. Mike likes to talk about it. Big boy ball. This is where you bring them in and you shut the door and you say, nah, man, when y'all leave here, it's when you say, I'm done. I'm not going anywhere. We're having a good time tonight. And uh, that that's what time it is, ain't it, Mike? 
always the ones. Pardon me. You know, like you said, you need to bring him in, shut it down. Teammate John Walker, like I said, Osceola, it's a phenomenal school. Even if he's entertaining, hypothetically, like a visit down to Miami, like if you go, you're like you go, you're you're done, kind of deal. So you have at this point, you could you have the leverage, especially given a season down there. Given, yeah, we didn't finish um, going on the correct, you know. Finish with two losses, two bad losses, in my opinion. But end of the day, you can just tell with the uh, recent commit of Lagway, it wasn't wins and losses, and that's why I said it was a successful successful season. You know, we're going to bowl season. Um, we're you know we're having a lot of uh, big time visitors still. We have a potential of a top five class still. So you know, once again, get Jackson in, make him comfortable, let him be like the, the wet. You know what we see what wet web does. Get him around the kids. He's been around the program. He knows the ins and outs. You know, get him, you know, maybe a random pop from Fletcher, you know, Walker. Maybe the, he, the teammates are there. Maybe that's what they're waiting on. So that's, you know, some something to think about. Also, Denson, been around the program a while. They've been committed for a while. So that's for those who are not committed and who will be at um, UF that weekend. That's something to think about. Um, Wes, before you – give your thoughts on this. That's actually something I had not, I haven't seen, but it would not surprise me at all. If, um, Trey on shows up on campus this weekend to assist in the efforts. Um, he loves that role. He loves recruiting. And, um, he, he like I said, <laughs> and like I said, he's, he's good. He's good friends with Fletcher. So it would not surprise me at all. If, um, we heard Friday or, you know, or maybe even tomorrow that Trayon Webb's going to be in town on an unofficial, you know, to help with the recruiting efforts. Wes, your thoughts on uh, Jackson and Sharif? Yeah, quick tidbit on uh, Trayon. Uh, today I saw he passed the baton over to, to my Hey, Pardon? Can you repeat he, that, Wes, please? He passed <laughs> the baton over to Miles today. Oh. Yeah, I saw that. For, for recruiting for the uh, 24th class. Huh? The Nick Washington Award? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, once DJ came in, they were talking with each other. And he was like, hey, it's your turn. You do this thing for the 24 class. So uh, that that was uh, good to see. But um, we've alluded to, uh, and the fans have seen, the, the problems with our secondary this year. And I just want Corey Raymond to be able to start from scratch with, with Moore and Marshall. Uh, I haven't seen Kimber since he had the cast on his hand. They had a pick six. Don't know what happened to him. Then you have uh, Jaden Hill. Don't know. He seems like the kid that loves the program. I'm not sure if he's going to stay or not, but he was kind of talking trash to Jacob Copeland last year, I remember, about uh, uh, leaving and not sticking it through. So I don't know if Jaden Hill will go. So that's three DBs, right, if if Hill stays. Um, and I'm, I know I'm missing somebody. I'm forgetting one of the guys. But uh, to add these this – uh, class with Denson and, and, and Jakeem Jackson with these two we're talking about now. Um, and it's just amazing to see how far rarely that Florida commits shoot up the rankings. And this kid was way in the back. And I remember when Corey Raymond found him, he was like, who is this kid? And they just shot up. And that just shows you the the skill, the eye talent uh, of Corey Raymond and what he has done, uh, what he was, what he is capable of and his eye for uh, good players in the secondary. So I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm hoping they stick. Uh, as you guys say, those this is the type where you tell you, hey, you got shut down. You don't need to go visit anybody else. Uh, you're Gators. Uh, Corey Raymond, I think, is Corey Raymond, so I don't think we have anything to worry about. These guys see early playing time. Why not stay? Yeah, I think we're good on both of these kids. Um, I think I think the staff does what the staff does, gets them on campus, shows them everything they need to see. They have a great weekend, and they come out of the visit, and then on late Sunday or Monday, you know, we see some tweets that say my recruitment is 100% shut down. Mike, you got something you want to add before we move on? Yeah, something uh, to piggyback off what Wes said. Um, yeah, I mean, playing time is important. On, I think it's more in a, at a position like D-line where you can rotate. But in general, if you are – you want to recruit dogs, alphas, you don't give a damn where you go. Because – Georgia, those kids have been waiting. Bama, most of the time, those kids have been waiting because they know, one, they're going to get developed. Two, like, all right, um, I'm going to be coached. I'm going to go to the league. Raymond, our O-line coach, uh, um, put they put players in um, – K- uh, Colbert, they're putting players in the league. So at that point, all right, I'm going to wait. But guess what? I mean, look look at Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State with a hard line. Like, it's utterly ridiculous. And he wasn't even supposed to be the, the guy this year. So, honestly, like, in terms of, like, playing time, yes. It, is it there? It is. Because we're, we're we're a decent team right now at best. So, with that being said, though, I want to always sell pay, playing time as the, being the, you know, number one aspect. Uh, it's because once again, if you're an alpha, you have to believe in your capabilities. And end of the day, you want guys who think long term as well. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's talk about the big man. <clears throat> right. Uh, what was it? A couple hours before DJ made his commitment today, the announcement was made that five star offensive tackle, Samson Ukanola will be making an official visit to Gainesville this weekend. Um, as you know, Samson and his family were here uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and Billy and company spent a good half the day or more with the family up in Boston here um, a day or so ago to secure this visit. And then after he announced he was taking this visit, he announced that he would be committing on the 15th. Um so middle of the ne- week, next week, right after he visits, we're going to know who it is. Uh, depending on who you ask, it's us in Miami, maybe Ohio State on the outside looking in, but he chose not to make that visit for that game versus Michigan, which he was heavily rumored to be doing. Um, <clears throat> I know the kids asking for a Brinks truck and probably rightfully so being what he is and, and being the last of his kind on the board here for the 2023 class giant prototypical left tackle. Um, it can, it, there's getting to, it's getting to look more and more positive that the good guys might, might, I don't want to get anyone's hopes too high. Because God knows, I don't want y'all saying, you said we were going to get him. Because somebody will. But, guys, it's looking really positive right now. Mike, what's your thoughts on the pancake? 
think unfortunately, because I'm setting myself up for you know tears, I got I have a weird, decent feeling before the hour when I get in this guy wants got that, got that like, feeling in your tummy. Uh, no, I I had Pepto earlier, so I'm good there. See, you know, I'm just um, yeah, I'm feeling a little good on it. Feeling a little good, like you know, you already spoke on a pro. We we spoke on him in, in, in length. Pro typical left tackle, you know, like six six three thirty day one starter. He's out in three years. Larry, I I compare him like I think of Larry Tunzel in terms of him just kind of just knowing his worth to that effect. So, anyways, with that being said. This is why I have not harped on O-line recruiting. This is the exact reason why, in in terms of grades, it's incomplete. Because I I just don't know. You have one of the best players in the country. I'd have to check. Um, He's number 12 overall. So it kind of goes to, you have, like, what do you, like, he completes our offensive line for next year, essentially. You know, uh, uh, your, your bookend tackles Barber. Who was a freshman All American? You have, you have him most likely is um, him being a day one starter. Ethan White made All SEC. I want to say second team, um, most likely Leonard at right guard. I mean, I pray he'd be a center, but who knows? But at the end of the day, we have depth. What he would do to our O line recruiting put us once again. This is a national recruit that puts you on the map. He's from an area. He's not from your prototypical area, but he. If we're bringing a kid from, uh, I know, uh, was it Massachusetts? Yep. We bring Boston him from there. Yeah, so it, that goes to, we're not only getting local kids, we're getting kids uh, recruiting nationally. I know we got Rashada, but, you know, quarterbacks are a little bit different. So, you know, and that says, speaks volumes to our O-line coaches who didn't, I don't think they had a P5 experience, maybe sale, but I know he was with the Giants. But end of the day, that's going to, piggyback over the next year as well. And I also think Lagway could ha- could help us with Samson as well because he, he's going to know I'm, I'm going to be at a program that is going to be a, a competent program for during my career. I got two top 50 quarterbacks. That's the biggest thing. Um, I'm glad you put that in there just now at the end about uh, the two quarterbacks that he maybe even had the chance to block for. To me, if you're, rece- if you're any offensive player right now, you're happy. You're, you're thinking, to myself, thinking to yourself, well, I got two quarterbacks. One of them has got to work, two top 50 quarterbacks. And um, I'm hoping that I, I'm not going to root against it just to be right about the class. But I, I'm hoping that we solidify uh, his commitment and we get this kid in the class and it works out. I mean – uh, he's a monster of a, of a, of a, of a guy. Uh, like Mike said, you looking at three years and probably gone. We have great old O line coaches that will be able to teach him what he's. I mean, saw what Torrance did. So, um, and we saw what Barber has become. Uh, even though he wasn't their recruit, but I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully the flip of, of, of us because I didn't think we had a shot a couple weeks ago. Hey Wes. Just really quick, not even on on an argument or argumentative note. Um, I know you've been harshest critic, obviously, of the O line coaching, and I understand mm-hmm. that. However, if they get Samson, and you don't got to put a grade on, I don't, I don't want a grade. Like, how how would you feel with this? Oh, like, you get an elite old tackle, offensive line. I mean, a tackle. You get an elite tackle, and uh, for the next three years, I mean, and Kearney. 
And currently, yeah. I I, I talked about current early, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'll be I, I'll be more than happy with that. Yeah, yeah, and that's and like I was saying before, that was the reason. Like, I kind of told this whole time, and we can't forget Bryce Lovett. He's from Countdown County, one of you know best counties in the world. And Najee Harris, Najee. Oh, I that's true. Najee Harris from IMG, probably a future center, and I love I love him as well. Future starter, in my opinion. But the main thing is we got some core players, got some developmental types, great size, potential flips as well. I've, I've heard about, but nonetheless, like you were. Um, saying it's hard to argue when you get those type of blue chippers. Yeah, yeah, and um, guys, a, a note that I didn't even have here is uh, Lucas Simmons. You know, he's he's still out there, but word on the street with that one is that Atkins has convinced him to stay. Um, but once again, that's all predicated on Atkins actually staying at FSU. Yeah. Now, that also means he'd have to probably take the job before you know, he signs his LOI on the 21st or whenever he's planning on signing it. But, um, you know, they, these guys have recruited some offensive linemen. I mean, no doubt about it. Um, you land a guy like Samson Okanola, man, that just – that right there. I Like I said, I know he wants a mint and then something else after. Um, but it doesn't look like <clears throat> anybody is – paying that whatever he's asking for. So then it becomes who gets the closest and who does he want to play for? Well, here's the thing. We know Miami could probably beat us on the money. But that ta- that room, that whole program is in a major <laughs> flux right now are you going to play for a an offensive coordinator that might not be there even when the season starts next year uh, i mean i know the offensive line coach was was a big deal up at oregon whatnot um but who who's what's the draw to that class you want to go play with uh francis because he's another good offensive lineman you've got no skill position players to speak of. They lost their quarterback. I mean, I know they still have the three star. Um, who? What are you? What? What are you? Who are you blocking for? I think what y'all said. The getting the quarterbacks in hand has to be just a great mindset for an offensive lineman to know. Well, this is who I'm coming to block for. Not uh, Ja'Cory Brown, if maybe he's the starter, or Garcia before he transfers, you know. Oh, minimum's a hell of a drug. Absolutely. Guys, who's this guy? This kid, I mean, this would be our best offensive tackle since who? Ivy? This is Martez Ivy. Ranked. And I'm not talking about – I'm talking – oh, Ranked? Rank, okay, okay. Not saying, yeah. He played an option offense. So I thought that was a problem. Yeah, Wani ended up being – Taylor ended up being better than him, but it was uh, – Wani ended up being better because Wani was like a three star. He got drafted in the first round. Yeah, Wani went. Uh, Wani went to Coco. Yeah, that's my boy. Another countdown county alum. So, so who's he was the best since Mike. Pardon? Who's it? The best? He's the best since who? It, no, Mike. It was right. It was Ivy. He's the best since. No, no, I'm not talking. I'm talking, Mike. I think Mike was thinking skill wise. No, Wani. yeah, overall, like coming in overall, yeah, Ivy. Absolutely, it's it's since I, that it's Ivy, but. I mean, as far as comparable rankings on paper, all that. Obviously, 
the kid's still raw in a lot of ways. He hasn't played football for an entire, you know, for a very long time. So he's a he's coachable, but he's raw. So I don't. He's not a day one plug in. I severely doubt. But Waits takes the reins next year, and maybe you start working him in, and it becomes a barber. It could become a barber situation. Barber Tarquin, don't forget those two. Yeah, I know they're on the right side. But I'm just saying, it could be cut. You you have weights maybe on the left. It might move Barber over to the other side. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, obviously, I don't know. That's why I never was an O line coach or anything to do with it. Um, Depending on how his feet are, if he can handle it. Hey, I don't problem. know what they have, what they look for out of their kids. Um, but hey, be, I trust, some, I trust some guys them. can't do it. Some guys hey, can't do it. I never wavered. He never wavered. Never wavered. Um, a couple of, a couple of note other notes, guys. Um, before we move out of recruiting, and this has been a hell of a recruiting segment. <clears throat> Jaden Rashada was supposed to be here this weekend. That was the plan. Um, Jaden was going to visit, help with recruiting. He was actually going to do some uh some charity Christmas work with the kids at Shan's Hospital. Was on deck for him. He really wants to get involved in the community in Gainesville. Um, great young man. There were a lot of plans for him this weekend. Unfortunately, but not unfortunately, Jaden's team won their semifinal game, and Saturday they will play for the California State Championship. So, um, hey, that's a hell of a reason not to be able to make it. Big shout out. And once again, I mean, unlike the Arch Mannings of the world who get blown out in the playoffs like 42 to 13, um, Jaden Rashada still kicking butt and, um, you know, dropping in his rankings, dropping. The rivals. Yeah. I mean, uh, one day somebody will figure out that all this is, you know, is a huge pyramid scheme. But until then, <laughs> um, we also, uh, guys, we have some portal guys coming in this weekend and not many have been confirmed yet. I know there's some names being floated about, but none have really been confirmed except one. And that would be, um, <clears throat> Defensive tackle Caleb Banks, who's a transfer from Louisville. Uh, a 6'7", 300-pound defensive tackle. Oh, oh, whoa, Wes. Wes perked up. This is uh, um, <laughs> believe he was a freshman last year, so would probably have three years, you know, left to play. Woo! I like what the staff's focus is. Um, That's the kind of bodies and kind of kids you want to see coming in here, obviously, Louisville's coach just uh somehow got a better job. Not really sure how that works out, but I think Louisville made out in the wash in that in that transaction. Louisville's a low key really is a low key damn good job. Of course, now Louisville lost their best recruit in maybe school history in Reuben Owens today as he decommitted. A lot of money there. Word on the street is uh, he may be eyeballing Texas A and M, but who cares? Because Texas A&M is a train wreck. Bringing uh, today's today's recruits, tomorrow's transfers. That's the Texas A&M motto. If it wasn't an 85 million buyout, you might see Jimbo's Christmas tree out in the yard again this year. This is, a, I think he's on the hot seat this year. Oh, he's got to be. But anyway, all right, guys, we're going to move on to recruit from recruiting. And we're going to hit the hot topic right now that has been of the last week. Portal mania, baby. Portal mania. Everybody's in the portal. And portal mania 
We're going to be brought to you by our sponsor, as you know, our, our partnership with Prize Picks. Guys, if you haven't yet signed up for Prize Picks, now's a great time. They're running a, uh, a little deal this, this week where uh, one of Mike's favorite players in the, in, in the NFL, Justin Herbert, has a over-under of ha- uh, five yards passing. That's basically a free block if he throws over five, if you bet him over passing wow. five yards. I know Michael say he probably can't do it, but hey. <laughs> but guys, as I've mentioned many times, prize picks is the daily fantasy where you don't bet, where you don't play against other players. You play against the spreads. You place wagers on whether or not certain players will hit over unders in yardage, touchdowns, and other uh, stat lines of that nature. You parlay up the four to six picks. And win big, man. Use our code RESPECT100 today, and prize picks will match your deposit up to $100. That means if you put in 50, man, they're going to give you 50 free dollars to play with, all the way up to 100. Go on out there, man. Sign up for prize picks. Use our code RESPECT100 and make some of that money, man, off them NFL games. That's what they're there for, don't you know? I still don't think Mike believes Justin Herbert will throw for five yards this week, though. Never, never trust a beta quarterback. I had to get that in there. I knew as soon as I said it, Mike was going to be his ears were going to perk up. That's 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 one of Mike's uh, daily um, shots. Anyway, guys, the portal out there just going strong, and the Gators have have helped load it up. I believe they said over what a thousand kids have entered the portal this week. Some crazy right. astronomical number. Look, we heard it was going to be crazy. You know, the naysayers, oh, well, that's what we heard last year. Nah, man. NIL's here, baby. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a starter, man, why not try to go get it somewhere else so you can get their money? <laughs> um, <clears throat> But before we talk about some possible guys out there that the, the Gators might target, let's let's do some rundowns of some of the kids that have, have moved on. And, of course, as always, guys, we wish these kids the best, um, you know, they they blood blood sweat and tears for the Gators and for that matter we we love them we respect them and we wish them the best. Um, we're gonna start in the running back room. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Naquan Wright in the portal. Lorenzo Lingard in the portal. Neither name really a surprise to this show. We both we've talked about both of those kids in previous episodes that we thought that both of them would probably hit the portal and here we are. Um, Guys, any any quick thoughts on the running backs? Uh, Naquan, it's quality, solid back, uh, just a bad scheme fit. Lane guard um, can definitely provide um, some substance to a room. I think he needs to move down a level, but I think he needs some. Like I said, new opportunity. Wes, I'll do the wide receivers. Okay. This is a group discussion, Wes. No, um, real quick, <laughs> I wish the both of them the best. I hope they find a scheme fit for both of them. I'll I'll make sure I, especially Renzo, I'll keep up with that young man. I hope he hits it big somewhere wherever he goes next year. Best of luck, receivers. Um, we already knew Trent Whittemore was in the portal, but now it's official, and uh, maybe a kind of a surprise. Dejon Reynolds announced for the portal this week as well. Um right after he finally kind of got going there. Wes, what are your thoughts on this, on this receiver room? 
Um, you mean the the guys that are leaving? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm more. I don't know what was up with Whitmore and why he couldn't get on the field. I was a big fan uh, of him being that possession type receiver. I, I never really saw him drop anything. If he did, it might have dropped one pass in, in his whole entire time here, or maybe two. But um, but he was always solid and dependable. Uh, he was the possession type receiver that you would want as a quarterback. Sometimes you get a tight end or you get that uh, safety net. And to me, he was that type of guy. So I'm really shocked that he, he didn't work out here. I think that was – I think Trent was just – I I think this staff wants faster receivers, plain and simple. This is what, I don't think he's good enough. I mean, I, I like I, – I love him, but he's not better than shorter. Um, uh, white boy and I think they stick to the depth chart. They, like, they're not – like, you know, yeah. whatever spot they slate you for, you're behind that guy. I think Wes has brought that up. He's not better than white boy Rick. So, I mean, just got outplayed. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, but, like, it is what it is. I, I know. We love it. One thing the other – the one thing Mulledham used to do, quick note, is they would rotate the receivers every series. They would whoever the three receivers were, another three would be the next series. And I think more Napier them is just those three, and they, and you want to come out when you're tired. But maybe that's maybe that's just the three they trust. I mean, honestly, it might not be. All right, moving right along, outside linebackers. Woo boy, uh, another Mike's going to be excited. What's hey, uh, real quick on Dajon? Sorry, um, I. I wish he stayed for depth. I kind of liked him. He, like you said, he was coming on during the end of the season. And all, I just also saw Pitt is starting to look at look at him. And Pitt just produces receivers, um, as we saw this year as well, and, and, and Addison before that. That's all. Well, best of luck to him wherever he goes. I, I He's another one of them. He's a Georgia boy, man. I'll follow his career. I hope he does well. Um. You know, I think he's just a little slow in the feet for what this staff is looking for. That's awesome. I trust that's just my personal that's my personal take on it. I just if you look at the bodies we're recruiting versus what we had, it just looks like we're trying to get faster at the receiver position. Fair assessment. Outside linebackers, uh, like I said, Mike's boy Lloyd Summerall finally uh, hit the portal. Um, I don't know if we get to keep his dad or not. I don't know what the how that works. Um. David no, Reese, good. David Reese, we hardly knew ye. The other David Reese, um, often injured. And Chief Borders, man, um, good kid, really high spirited, just for you know, special teams king, but never could break on to the two deep on the field. Never actually, I don't know if I ever saw him on the field. So, um, man, yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, somewhere all, I mean, it's not good enough. I mean, that doesn't have to bend, bottom line. Uh, D- David Reese, like you were saying, it's – I mean, he's a, there's not a lot of good players in Indian River County. So I kind of unfortunately had a bad feeling about it. He's an, essentially a man without a, posi- a position. Chief Borders should have gone to Stanford. Um, is what yep. it, it is what it is. Um, great kid, great personality. It's not good enough. Wish him the best. Um, I mean, let's let's hit up some DBs real quick, man, because that that is loaded down with kids as expected. Um, maybe you know, maybe only one notable surprise, maybe not the a member of this podcast team, but um, 
Kamara Wilcoxon, we already knew, was leaving. He announced during the season he was heading out. Avery Helm, um, Wes won't have to watch him slip and fall anymore. <laughs> still a loss. Huh? It's still a loss. He is a, from an experience standpoint, that is a loss. He's, he's starting an experience in SEC. I mean, like. I mean, we still will, but to, to me, him and Jalen Kimber, the same type of player. We still, okay, Kimber Jaylen, I'm just saying, like, right now, you still want veteran experience, even yeah. if it's not the best. Because they're going to be comfortable. I think this is going to be a hard thing to keep, though, now going forward, man. If you're not that starting guy, these kids are no, just – No, and, and I agree with you, but that, at that point you may – that did depend on your, your how your program is. And, like, you can – we're not at that stage. And, like, the Georgias and Alabama, we're not there yet. So, it's, to me, you can have someone on par, your Jaden Hills, your Kimbers, and your, uh, your Avery Helms. They're all about the same. So if two of them are, were injured last year and more was injured last year, it's three guys. And you got Marshall too. No, I'm talking about the injured ones. Oh, yeah, but we we still got four coming back. That'll that be fine. I'm ready to make the whole room over. I, 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 yeah, no doubt. I don't think Corey Raymond was was very enthralled with Avery Helm and his skill set. And at the end of the day, it's like my it's a, it's a it's a coin flip, man. I mean you. You lose the experience, but I think this is he's one of those guys you just I'm you not crying to- over it. I just don't want people like in general, experience is underrated. It matters. It absolutely matters. I, I don't I'll be I, I I get concerned if Kimber and Hill leave, then I'll be like, okay, now we have nobody. It's just once again, Hill's always hurt. That's my problem. If Hill was never hurt, I'd be okay with it. Hill's always hurt. He's been hurt since high school. That's my problem. And he's not – I don't think he's an SEC starting corner, except on, like, Vanderbilt and Mizzou. Um, Corey Collier, we knew the kid was a project. He can't wait. He can't – yeah, he's just – he's a man without a position because he can't get his weight right for safety and he's not good enough to play corner. Um, Too small for corner. And we're out there posting, and now he's out there posting practice highlights for people and commenting on stuff. So I already know what his attitude is. Um, and finally, uh, Donovan McMillan. Um, I know, I know, Mike's not torn up about this, but I know a lot of people were surprised. Um, I'm not surprised, given sure. what we've heard. Kid was slow. They had even considered moving him to linebacker. Because of his speed, I, I, I think he should have tried it. Maybe he, he doesn't. But here's well, the thing with some of these own. kids: tell I, see, I think he should have tried it. Not that I left to his camp. I won't say that's, and, that, and that's what I'm getting at. Some of these kids don't want to hear that. Tell they want to, wanna, you know, I've been a safety my whole life. I want to play safety. All right. And you, I mean, and I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that's the case here, guys. I'm not. Trust me, but. In a lot of these cases, that is the fact. Kids want to play the position they want to play. They don't want to move because, A, they feel like they're going to set themselves back by learning a new position, and then they're going to be behind somebody else. So it's easier in their mindset or somebody's feeding them the information, hey, man, go to another school that needs a safety next year. You'll start. You get an NIL deal, possibly, whatever, you know. It, it's 
That's why I gave my hat. I was hats off to Griffin McDowell. Man went D O line, D line, tight end. Tight end. Yep. Like when you do that, you just want to play. And I knew so it's just gotta think about it. Um defensive lineman Jalen Lee hit the portal. Uh Chris Thomas hit the portal. Um, I would not be surprised to see Humphreys hit the portal when it's all said and done, although his name is not in there yet. Um, that one's probably 50-50 right now. Um, these are None of these moves – you know what we haven't said, guys, outside of Avery Helm? Starters. And Avery Helm was a borderline starter um, and wasn't at the end of the season. But, you know, that's here and there. That, like, you know, Naquan was a starter for – one series at the beginning of the season and whatnot. Um, these are guys that were that couldn't start on a team that struggled for talent. So before you, you know, I know a lot of people got or get. Oh my god, you know, a lot of people look at this through one, you know, side of their glasses and say we're just losing so many people. Guys, this is needed. This is purging of a roster filled by bad takes and poor evaluations from a lazy recruiting staff. <laughs> I mean. Listen, Ron English tried his best. <laughs> oh, boy. So, like I said, guys, that's just the names that we've gotten for now. I'm sure there will be one or two more. I, I don't want to move on without saying, of course, obviously, Anthony Richardson um, and Gervon Dexter declared for the draft as expected. We wish them both the best. Um, Ventrell Miller announced today that he won't be in the bowl game as he prepares. Um, Gervon will play in the bowl game. Ventrell Miller will not. But part of that is because graduation is that day, the day of the bowl game. And he wants to walk in graduation. And and given a kid that's been through injuries and stuff like that, I mean, I kind of see it both ways. Um the man's given his body for this team for, for years. Uh, we wish them all well for their NFL dreams. Guys, There's a, like we said, there's a lot of dudes in this portal, man, and we need a lot of guys. But we're going to – this show in particular, we're just going to focus on one position. And next week we'll hit another one as maybe some visits line out and some names, you know, really become in the focus of who the Gators are after. But we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the position that you know we hit on today with uh, DJ Lagway, and we're gonna talk about the quarterback position. We need one guy for one year. Argue, arguing. You know, I mean, you have to assume that then you've got Rashad up in line to take it over as a sophomore. If this, you know, if you get a guy in here this year and he gets you from A to B, so. There's a lot of names out there, a lot of rumors. One took his name out of the hat earlier today, right before we went on air, um, with uh, May at North Carolina declaring that he was going to be staying at North Carolina. Um, he was arguably the biggest name rumored to possibly hit the portal, but I don't think a lot of I don't think he was ever trying to hit the portal. I think he was just trying to get North Carolina to show him some love. And apparently they did. So scratch that young man out, and then we start hitting on the realistic targets. Um, we got Pratt out of Tulane is a realistic target. 
Austin Reed from Western Kentucky. Um, Larry from North Carolina State. I know Mike's real big on Larry. Um, I mean, there's some names out there. What do you guys think about, about the quarterback position in the transfer portal? We know we're looking. I mean, it's not even a question. Yes, um, you had it spot on in terms of we've seen a bridge. And don't forget, like, obviously you want it to, you know, Rashada, then Lagway, but, hey, I'm just QB, whoever wins that battle, I want it as a battle. And if Lagway beats out Rashada, it happens. It is what it is. But, like, I know exactly what you're saying. We need a bridge quarterback. Now, I love Leary. Uh, power proven power five starter. Um, if he didn't get hurt, I think it was FSU. They're looking at a prop 15 team this past year at NC State. So, proven starter in power five that's big, that's huge. Well, that being, with that being said, he's coming off a um, shoulder, shoulder injury. And I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a shoulder injury um, to his throwing, but he had throwing shoulder. Peck. Tortoise so, Peck. You talking about Leary? Yeah. Yeah, he tore his pectoral on his throwing arm. Yeah. The fact it's on his throwing arm petrifies me. So that's a and it's a huge risk when he's your pretty much your only guy given our quarterback room. With that being said, I watched Tulane and uh, what was his name again? Her sorry about that. Michael Pratt. Pratt. Oh my got a man crush. Got a man crush on Pratt. He's uh he's just a gamer, man. He's just oh God. He just gets it done, you know. It's like he doesn't make mistakes. It's like a crescent wrench. Just good for everything. It's good for everything. Um, I, I haven't scouted too much on yet on the Western Kentucky, but I know the scheme. They just put a guy, um, uh, put an individual uh, quarterback in the league. Got some. Um, we started a few games for the Patriots, so that scheme does translate to NFL. That is something to keep in mind. So it's not like your typical, like your old, you know, Texas Tech uh, air raid with um, Graham Harrell. So I wouldn't be put off just by that scheme. So you know, end of the day, we just need accuracy. We don't need a guy. Hey, throw the ball forty times a game. This next season, if he throws the ball forty times a game. The chances of, of us winning go down. We're going to play defense, and we're going to run the ball a lot. Play, Make the simple throws and don't turn the ball over. You know what That's I want to see out of right a quarterback? Of What's up? I want to know what I, what I want to see out of a quarterback next year, the stat line I want to see. 23 of 27, 200-some-odd yards and no turnovers. And I'm good to go. I just want a leader. That too. And I, I would assume – I haven't seen in Emory's arguable, but like I just want to see it. Like Pratt I want to see a guy that takes control of the huddle. Yes, Pratt I get what have Moxie, not Jonathan Moxon. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> no, but just put it like he has that aura. That players flocked one, and that's I. I haven't seen that. Emory probably had a little bit, but he's not. He wasn't good enough. Unfortunately for him, he did the same thing with same thing with Franks. Yeah, we need a Duggan, man. We need that kid from damn TCU. I mean, that's that's, that's the kind of kid that is that's a Tim Tebow. That's Tim Tebow esque that type of kid. Duggan, he he takes it that far. A kid that's out there bleeding, putting his body on the line. Now, I mean, obviously, you got to be smart about it. It was a big game. I don't think he's doing that game three of the season. 
Maybe he does, though. I didn't watch that much TCU. But but yeah, you could see dog, you could see how much what as Mike is referencing, how much his team respected him. And, go, go through a wall for him. Yep. And um yeah, I mean, dude, I'm all about it. Um, Wes, you got any thoughts on, on QBs? Yeah, I say no to Leary because of that that torn pack can't there's no way to to know right now. It's not like free agency uh, for NFL. You can get all that stuff next year because the portal is right now. Even though there's a portal next summer, if he wastes it out, then you might come back around him next uh, summer. But uh, I say no to him right now because of that torn pick. My guy uh, is McCall. Um, good program. They they. Played in some good games. Uh, I think they beat Mike's boy, Zach Wilson, last year. I mean, two years ago uh, when he came down there to Coastal. I- I'm a big fan of McCall. Um, so we could have a guy. That would be my guy uh, uh, in the portal. I do like the kid from Tulane as well, but uh, I- I'm with McCall. I've heard rumors that if he leaves, he's going to the draft. That, that's Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina, right? Yes. Okay. The rumors I heard today was people thought if he leaves, he'll go to the draft. I think he's got a good thing going there with Willie Corn. His um, coach, I, Willie doesn't call the plays, though. But even the heck is the other offensive coordinator that calls the plays. And it's, I don't didn't, – didn't the head coach leave too, right? Is he the one that took the Liberty job? I believe so. Well, anyway, I like I said, and he, he's not in the portal yet, so – um, that's just and, and but you know neither is Pratt for that matter. But we know these coaches have ways of of talking to these kids, and these kids have ways of talking to these coaches. I know uh, Clovis from Pitt was a rumored name. I really don't think he's one to to. I think he'd be some of these kids you're going to hear the Gators are talking to are fallback plans in case A or B falls through the cracks on them. Um, you have to have a fallback, obviously. And um, Austin Reed, he's uh, he was actually uh, second ranked in passing yards last year, 40, uh, 4,200 yards, 4,247 yards, and second uh, touchdown passes at 36. So in second completion, 353. So, uh, you know, once again, prolific offense. And just because they're from the G5 level, I think we've learned, come to learn this um, over the years, doesn't mean it's a you know, inferior quarterback. Billy Napier has already proven he can evaluate talent from the G5 level and bring it over. And I mean, you hell look at Torrance, let alone Johnson. Um, guys, I, I, I think we're going to have us no matter who it is. I think we're going to have us a very capable QB running this team next year. As I said, to get from A to B. Um, I think people need to kind of have – I know, you know, you've got to understand that this is going to be a roster pieced together next year as part of this staff flipping the roster and getting it in the direction they want to go to. So you need a guy, like Mike said, that's a leader, that can teach the younger kids um, and and just really get us going in Billy's – in the direction that Billy has for this program. Mike, you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, um, I know AR was supposed to be uh, Ferrari last year. 
the team didn't need a Ferrari. We needed a Honda Civic, Honda Accord. And that's what we're going to get. Just give me something good on gas and nice resale value. It's funny you said that. I was talking to our man CJ that does our graphics and stuff yesterday about a quarterback. And his exact line was, I need my quarterback to be a 1998 Honda Accord. That was it. A 220,000 miles. Let's go. Take it to the bank. <laughs> Shout out to CJ as always. Take it uh, to the bank. Love the kid. He does so much for us. All right, guys. Well, like I said, next week we'll dive more into the portal as names really start to kind of get solidified. And we hear about, you know, who's going where and, and visiting and whatnot. Don't expect a lot of quick movement, though, guys, in this first week or so. Um, kids are going to are set up visits. They're going to make visits. They're going to make the best, you know, decisions they can for their future career. Um, and coaches are going to do the same. They're going to evaluate what's out there and decide what they need for immediate help. So, you know, just, just let this play out. This is not, this is just like recruiting. It's going to take, it's going to take a few weeks to really get a, a view on where we're going. All right, guys, as y'all know, as we've uh, said every week, we're a part of the people. Hashtag part of the people. And um, Wes is going to get us some more questions this week that he got for our, from our Facebook group. And we're going to, we're going to do our best to answer them. Maybe. Wes, what you got? Uh, the first one is from Chris Sorley. I guess one of us can answer this. I don't think all this because he kind of asked something that we kind of already did already. Uh, he said landing Lagway's commitment seemed to be a pitiful, pitiful, pivotal, pivotal moment for Gator Nation and Napier. What does this mean for this year's and next year's recruiting class? We kind of talked about it, so one of us can sum that up. It's 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 everything for the neck for the twenty four class. I mean, it is. Everything for the 24 class. You have your benchmark, your your staple. You have that guy. You have the guy that's going to recruit for you, the, the coach off the field, you know, that will call, that will text other prospects. Hey, wait, you know, who are you looking at? Maybe you should come look at Florida, man. We're going to put something together. You know, that kind of stuff's going on already. Um, was probably going on before today's commitment, honestly. Um, DJ knew where he was going a few weeks back, despite what USC people will tell you. Um, he is going to be the Pied Piper of the 24 class. Now, we talked about how it affects someone like Sampson in this year's class. Um, hey, man, they're putting together a great quarterback class there. I can get behind that. They're stacking talent. What's my number two school Miami doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, they got a three-star linebacker this week. That's cool. Um, maybe I'll pass him in the locker room or on the sideline. You know what I mean? Um, hey, man, when you there's no such thing as as bad publicity and building excitement. And you know they they built a ton of excitement today. Um, second question. Joel Cox, this is from Joel Cox. He says, Lagways, the biggest commitment we've had in a few years. Who do you think will be the next big fish to commit? I think we talked about him already. I mean, I, I man, I don't want to jinx it, but Mike, <laughs> I mean, what do you think? It looks like it's lining up really good for Samson right now. Lagways, the biggest. 
That's what he said. He said, who's the next? Who's the next big thing after now that we've got Lagway? Who's the next big? I mean, 12th recruiting country should be a day. I mean, Hirsch and I somewhat are um, debate on if he's day one ready. Um, I think you can get him day one ready, um, especially with our coaching, but it's going to be Samson. I don't think he needs to be. I guess maybe that was more of my argument is I don't okay. know if he No, needs we definitely have the depth for that. You, no, you are correct on that account. So with that being said, it's going to be Samson. Once once again, he's a national recruit. He's um, – in terms of from the media, so you're you are creating that perception. I'm going to go to Cali and give her a shot and flip him from my rival. I'm going to go to Cal, um, Texas and get a five star quarterback who's number four overall. I'm going to go to Massachusetts and get the best tackle, um, uh, number twelve prospect in the country. I can go wherever the hell I want to go. Come off a six one season in my bump class and get things done. And you you know the last coach to do that at University of Florida. Herb Meyer, he did pretty decent. Uh, this one is from Justin Wood. We kind of answered this question already. He had a two-part question, though. I think we can answer the second one. He said, what is the most likely portal quarterback we land? Devin Leary, Michael Pratt, or Grayson McCall. We kind of answered that already. We went about quarterbacks. But the second part of his question says, do you think with Samson moving his commitment up, is a is it good news for the Gators? I can't see it as bad news. Let me, let me, something I meant to talk about when we talked about Samson earlier is um, Samson's been forecasted, predicted, whatever, you know, whatever your go to it, crystal, not crystal balled so much, but all the pundits, experts, blah, 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 and from all these recruiting services have said Miami forever. Miami's in the lead. Miami's in the lead. He official visited Miami back in the summer. He took a visit to see him get racked against uh, Florida State. If Miami's such in the lead, why hadn't he committed yet? Plain and simple. He's looking for a reason not to go to Miami and has been for quite a while, I think. He reached out. Don't This wasn't just the Gators saying, hey, Samson, hey, you thought about playing for us? This was a mutual interest. Samson reached out to us just as much as we reached out to him. So, yeah, and we – People, uh, we went and did a visit with him recently, and now he's coming to visit us this weekend. Then it moved up. So I still have that PTSD from Kamari moving his up. and but this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and we will until he he commits. But this is not the first time his family's in town. Let's just leave it at that. No, his family came last time. No, I'm saying this is not the first. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. Yeah, yeah I don't think the fans do it. second time he's making a full family trip. Why? And don't – Getting a P.O. box? Same. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're not coming to see a game. Definitely not. You didn't see a game last time. Yeah. So you've already seen everything you're going to probably see on this, except now on an official, they'll go through all the academic stuff. Um. You know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, you want to go ahead and register for classes? <laughs> you know, I mean, here's the thing, and I, and I heart back to it. If he's such a lean to Miami, why is he not committed to Miami? The money's there. But is it? And if it, even if it is, I mean, you look back at it. Who's he going to play with? 
anyway, I, I could go on about this forever, but then it's just going to be trolling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last, not last question. Well, Marlon, we cut Marlon Coleman. We answered your question already. Any quarterback we like in the portal. So the last question will be from Jay Stubbins, who says, "What young player you you are looking forward to see in the bowl game?" He says, "I love to see Plyburn on defense and see what Farmer and Christian Williams can do on the O line." So, uh, any guys that you guys, young guys that you may got, young guys that you may want to see in the bowl game. I'm with. I'm right. He said it. Fiber, man. I want to see that kid play. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think that kid's just going to be an animal, man. May, and and maybe he won't be. Maybe it's 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 just a hype. Maybe he's going to be an urban legend. <laughs> I mean, but that kid just looks like he wants to just go out there and hurt somebody. And and I'm all for that. He's got that uh, barber on the defensive kind of look to me like he's just gonna go maul somebody um that could be bad that could be good um other than that you know i don't know kamari getting a full game um you know uh shamar getting a full game yeah that's what i was gonna say with ventrell not being there uh shamar and then with gervin not being there i want to see you Gerv is playing. No, oh, Gerv. yeah, that is true. I, I, of course, I want to see more. I don't want – I want Gervon to play, but I don't want him to play too much. I mean – I'm sure he won't. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll kind of, you know, yeah. feel it out. Yeah. That's It'll probably the, be on him. It'll probably be more on him than anything. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, the young guys that we've kind of harped on all year, Shamar, uh, Kamari, and um, – Chris McCullough. I, I want to see I mean, all. Three I also don't have the stats in front of me to say who they can play without burning shirts as well. True. That like true. I don't know who's played in four games, who's played in three. Um, that is true. Because that might affect some decisions. You know, if they have, you know, Billy brought in a lot of preferred walk-ons. Don't think that there's not kids to play this game. I mean, yeah. it might not <laughs> be pretty. But <laughs> and we remember we've got some guys that have been running backs and whatnot on this team that have been here for like five years. I can't. I, Battle is still here. (laughs) FYI, for uh, I did hear a rumor. I can't speak to the validity of it yet, but I heard a rumor, and and you guys can, if you've heard this as well, that Miller is supposed to be starting. I know a lot of people want to know who's going to be starting at QB for us uh, with two quarterbacks gone. I I heard it has to be Miller. Yeah, I heard Miller today, but some people thought he was still injured with that finger. Uh, If he's not fine by then, we're screwed. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Max Brown season, baby. No, Ingall. It's Ingall season. Anyway, all right, guys. We appreciate your questions as always. We'll get more from you next week. Um, keep them coming, guys. Love answering them. Love the interactions. Um, got a little bit of business to attend to here before we get out for the night. We're going to wrap it up, man. Uh, we had championship. Uh, week last weekend and it was our last weekend of doing our pickums. And well, um, Mike had the worst record in the last week of the pickums. Man, I can't believe that happened. But I'll give him credit. He's the only one that picked Utah to beat you. Baby, steady A. Actually, yeah, five hundred wins the race, huh? Hurst four and two. West four and two. Mike went three and three for the final season totals. Hirsch eighty seven and forty five. Mike 81 and 51 and Wes in third place, 79 and 53. Guys, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
Even funner sure. when you finish them last. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I was missing for one week and that just tore me up. Mike did pick LSU to beat UGA. Boy, that was close. Um <laughs> but I'll give him credit. He's the only one that had the balls to pick Utah over USC. So Texas AM. But he did pick UNC to beat Clemson as well. So, (laughs) guys, if you haven't seen it yet on our Facebook and our Twitter page, though, we are having a bowl pick'em contest um, uh, done on ESPN. The links are on uh, the post on Twitter and on Facebook, and I will post it again in a day or so. Uh, We want to get everybody in that wants to be in before the bowl game games get started. 43 picks you need to make to be eligible to, to be in the contest. And the winner of the contest will be given a, a choice of a gator hat that we that I will show to you when you uh when we get concluded here and whatnot. I'll have a couple of selections lined up for you to choose from, and then we'll get it sent to you, man, for whoever wins. Hey, it costs nothing to enter, guys. Not a not a dime. Um we just want to see which one of our fans knows ball, man. That's what it's all about. Who knows ball? Uh, you know, Mike Mike said it all year. He knows ball. This is your chance to show that you know ball better than Mike, and that's all it's about, guys. Difficult. <laughs> Difficult. So this is your chance to, to, to shove Mike in a locker. So sign yeah. up for our bowl pick'em, and let's find out who knows ball, guys. All right, boys. It's been another great show. Guys, it's so fun to talk about Gator football when things are going our way. And um, this has been a great day. Uh, hopefully about to be another great weekend. And hopefully we have some really strong news to talk about next week. Um, man, I tell you right now, ugh, it's going to be off by day. Samson's committing on the on thir- next Thursday, and our, we'll do the show Wednesday. Hopefully we've got an idea, though, by then maybe where he's leaning and we can kind of be on a high from that and, you know, maybe it not jinx it. So guys, we appreciate all y'all guys. Is there anything you want to add before we, we jump out of here? For as long as I can say it. Bateman's got us. I hope he ain't got as much longer. Wes, uh, ne- never mind. I'm going to come to you in a second, Wes, unless you got anything you want to add about the team or anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, as always, make sure you go out, download the episode, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you go visit our YouTube channel, guys. And if you haven't already, please consider subscribing. It helps us a great, great deal. Leave a like. Drop us a comment. We read the comments, even – from my family that likes to comment on it and they're Georgia fans. You know who you are. We appreciate you guys. And as always, if you'd like to support us as creators, check out our Patreon. respect our decision. Thank you to all that already contribute, helping us make this show better. We appreciate you so much. Take us home Wes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hirsch. Uh, as you guys know, we are a podcast to support our troops. So, if you are a veteran or know a veteran out there that's uh, in need of some questions about disability benefits, please hit us up and we will answer those questions for you guys. Uh, today is Pearl Harbor Day, so big shout out to our men and women of the armed services who continue to put their lives at to make sure that we have the freedoms to give to you what we're doing today, which is a podcast. So 
Uh, big shout out to all you guys who uh, serve our country. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much. And uh, I have nothing else but go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.